1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
2: What's going on, 49ers fans? This is Rob from Striking Gold. I wanted to talk to you guys real quick about On the Hook. Abner Mares is the world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by Abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is. They're going to chat about topics like the state of boxing, Abner's journey from a kid on the street to boxing champ, sports, music, culture, family life, it's all in there. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcast. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish are out on Wednesdays. Blue Liar.
1: New England sending QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers.
0: We believe we found
1: the right guy. Garoppolo,
0: quick pass, caught by Kittle, he died, and he's in! Touchdown,
2: 49ers! Kittle Kittle. Touchdown! And like I said, this is Rob, and welcome back to another episode of Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. This week's episode is sponsored by Indeed, Pepsi, and bet online. Joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host, former NFL defensive back, spearhead of the Jason Brett movement, Eric freaking Crocker. What's going on, brother? What's
3: up, what's up man? A lot, a lot better uh, vibes, more positive vibes after that game. That that was good, man. That was good stuff right there. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing good.
2: Well, if you, if you if you don't already know, and you're tuning into our podcast, which Ideally is uh, should be Monday morning. Uh, the 49ers just beat the what were the four and one Los Angeles Rams um, in a very, very, very good football game, very entertaining, uh, very fun to watch. Uh, they beat him 24 to 16 in a score that I mean it was legitimately that close. It's, that's a legitimate score, but at the end, you know the 49ers kind of pulled away there at the end and, and allowed the Rams a little bit too much leeway there on the final drive, or what would, what would be their final drive, and, um, and that's where it came down to. But it was a really, really, really well-played game from the 49ers. And remember, right now, Crocker and I, really short podcast, just kind of, we literally finished the game, we hop on here. We're not going to break down too much particulars. We're going to save that for tomorrow when we take a closer look at the game, our winners, our losers, all that stuff. Right now, we are just offering you guys our, our initial, our gut reaction to what we just saw. So if we overlook something or if we gloss over something, um, don't overthink it too much. We're going to get – we'll probably hit it tomorrow. But right now it's just basically our initial reaction to the 49ers win over the Rams. So, Crocker, what do you think, man? Like what's – what are just some of the things at the top of your head right now?
3: So clearly, you know, there are just certain key points you kind of want to see. And, you know, aside from wanting to see a win, I wanted to see how the defense would come out after, you know, what happened last week. You know, obviously you got Emmanuel Emmanuel Mosley back and you want to see how that looked. And it was good, right? It was really good defense. You know, a lot of people were like, I felt like kind of like challenging Robert Sala. Robert Sala has been really good for most of his tenure as a 49ers defensive coordinator, obviously peaking last year, but you know, this year he'd been good outside of the Dolphins game. And I wanted to see how he would bounce back from that. I think he answered like, you know, all questions and, and, and criticism and you know pitched a, a really good game especially considering the fact that the 49ers pass rush was pretty much non-existent for the entirety of the game uh the secondary held up extremely well that was that was really good to see that was really good to see that 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 performance from the defense for sure
2: yeah i mean it was it was really obvious uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball what the 49ers were trying to do um, I was just looking, let me see if I can find it really quick. I was just looking at a, uh, a next gen stats breakdown of Jimmy Garoppolo's game, and he, he averaged 4.4 air yards per attempt. So, I mean, he, he completed 23 of 33, which is, uh, right around 69%. Nice. Um, and, and it was very, very clear that the 49ers, and, and Croc brought this up before the podcast, and, and it's a valid concern, like, Was Kyle Shanahan, I guess it could be both, With Kyle Shanahan protecting Jimmy Garoppolo because he's still playing on that high high ankle sprain or was he kind of like handcuffing him because he didn't trust Garoppolo to make like kind of those throws uh, down the field? And then you also have to consider uh, who was on the opposite side of the line in one Aaron Donald. So it was a little, I would probably, if you were asking me, I'd probably say it's a little bit of everything. You know, you kind of everything combined rolls into a game plan like that. But I'm not going to knock Jimmy Garoppolo for executing the game plan too, you know, effectively. Um, the 49ers kind of picked apart, especially on the first drive, they just kind of picked apart the Rams. Um, and it, it was, to me, this was a, uh, more than it was, Jimmy Garoppolo was good, but to me this was more of a Kyle Shanahan game than it yeah. was Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: It, it reminded me a lot of the 49ers game plan with Alex Smith, right? And I was discussing this on Twitter earlier today about, you know, kind of Alex Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo and kind of the difference between them and, and some similarities that they have. But the, I think the biggest thing is typically from Jimmy Garoppolo, what we've seen is in tight situations or third downs, he still typically pushes the, pushes the ball, you know, downfield. When I say downfield, I mean, you know, between 10 to, you know, 15 yards. He'll, he'll make those throws on third down. Well, today, any time they got in a third and long position, it was check down, check down, check down, and he didn't challenge himself. He didn't push it, and I don't know if that's Kyle Shanahan telling him, like, hey, defense is playing well. Don't force anything. I don't know if that's Kyle Shanahan telling him to do that because of the injury, like you said, and the pass rush by uh, Aaron Donald, or is it Kyle Shanahan telling him to do that because he doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't want to, like, you know, start different narratives, and I, I don't know, but I just know looking at it, I was like, man that really reminds me a lot of the offense with Alex Smith. And it kind of made me feel a little uneasy. It made me feel a little like it was a little too conservative. And I know some people look at the uh, playoff game against the Packers and they think that was a conservative approach because the 49ers attempted like eight passes. I, I don't think so. I think that game, it was just what it was called for, right? The run game was just gashing them over and over and over. Well, in this game, the 49ers were behind the sticks, uh, a lot of times, and they still, you know, just elected to check down passes. I, I, that was something that kind of concerned me just a little bit moving forward. And you know, hopefully that's just something, like you said, it was more protecting them injury, and Donald, and they get better at that moving forward because we have seen him be better.
2: Well, yeah, and 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 it, I mean, if you're if you're looking for kind of like the the glass half full approach, what we saw. Tonight from Jimmy Garoppolo was leaps and bounds ahead of what we saw from him last week against the Dolphins. And 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 like both me and Crocker said, there's there's a million or not a million, but a ton of things, uh, a ton of details that have to be considered when you're when you're kind of like if you're trying to accurately break down a, a performance like what we saw from Jimmy Garoppolo last week and what we saw from this week. You know, one of the huge factors in this, I would I would say there's two main factors for me. Two main factors for me is, one, Jimmy Garoppolo's health. And, and they, and to my surprise, the uh, NBC broadcast team, they even showed some footage of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing last year and what his feet looked like. And then they showed footage of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing last week against the Dolphins and what his feet looked like. And the fact that he was basically throwing on one foot. Like before the ball was even out of his hands, he was just picking up his back foot so that he didn't have to put any pressure down on it. Um, and then they obviously showed a clip of Jimmy Garoppolo throwing tonight, and that at least in that throw, he looked more like what he looked like last year than he looked like last week. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo's health, as as much as I feel no need to offer him any 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 excuses, I think that was a huge factor. And then another one is the the freaking offensive line. Like if I mean if you're handing out gold stars, which we're not going to do right now, I, I'm even I'm already getting too detailed. But uh, you know, it, it would be impossible to talk about this game without talking about the offensive line's ability to completely shut Aaron Donald down. His one quarterback hit, Aaron Donald's one quarterback hit. If I'm, if I'm not guessing this right, but I, I, my educated guess was on Jimmy Garoppolo's fourth and two completion to George Kittle that went to a, for a touchdown. Yeah, because I Aaron that was Donald broke. Yeah, Aaron Donald broke through on that play, and he was pretty much on a straight shot to Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy kind of stood in there and and hit George Kittle on a kind of like a slant dig, if if you will, and and Kittle took it took it to the house. So, you know, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. But you know, like I said, short pod before before we. Before we overlook it, let's get a quick word in from our sponsors. Let's get it out of the way. That way me and Crocker can ramble on and talk and and react to this game for as long as we need to uh, without me forgetting about our sponsors. Because first, we've got Indeed. And even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed's here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you in on the best people fast. Unlike other sites... Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there's no long term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much, much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed. Each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire that you need, just like they've already done for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed's offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer anywhere go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offers valid through december 31st thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents fewer than one percent of one percent of one percent of people will ever play professional football but instead of entering the nfl they've joined another league the league of football watchers this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi's not made for the people who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi is made for football watching. Okay. Crocker, it turns out that having two NFL-caliber cornerbacks can help your defense. <laughs> who who would have thought? Who would
3: have thought that the, the defense would look a little bit better uh, not having a, a guy who never really played, you know, uh, defensive snaps out there, right? That was the big thing where all of a sudden the 49ers secondary was just terrible, which they had been really good the first few weeks. You know, I mean, outside of, of Hawkins kind of getting off and having his way, they still didn't give up a ton of passing yards that game. Did a tremendous job against both uh, Jets and Giants, as you would expect. And then you had uh, the Eagles, which they were doing extremely well until, you know, Dante Johnson, who's the what, fifth or sixth cornerback on the roster, he got bombed on by number 13 from the Eagles, who we had never heard of. But he's actually been doing extremely well the uh, last couple of weeks since he uh, scored against the 49ers. Um, and then obviously last week. So, yeah, it was really nice to see Mosley back in there. Um, definitely felt his presence. He he now he didn't have a perfect game. He did give up some catches, um, did give up some stuff in the sideline. But just the fact that you know he was challenging stuff vertically, gave up the touchdown. You know, got to get feedback under him. Uh, but yeah, overall secondary definitely looked a lot better. Now I'm a little worried about Tart. We'll we'll have to look back in on that growing injury because Marcel Harris ended up having to come in. You know, I like Harris, but Tart Tart is a really really good football player. So um you know we'll have to hear you know how that whole thing is going
2: yeah now and 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 that is uh I'm glad you mentioned that because if there's a couple injuries and this is the stuff I usually cover right at the beginning but literally while we were jumping on here to record this podcast Kyle Shanahan was still talking to the media breaking this stuff down um Jaquiski Tart is one of one of two players that I believe only two players that left the game. Uh, he left the game with a groin injury. Like Crocker said, Marcel Harris stepped in. Uh, we don't really have any word that I know of on the severity of Tart's injury, um, but, you know, he's a very, very quality starter. So losing him would be, you know, just another rough uh, rough loss for the 49ers defense. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Um, but along with Jaquiski Tart, but on the other side of the ball – uh, is Raheem Mostert, who um, we really, what, what did they say was what did he injure Croc? I feel like first I like I knew it was his, I, ankle. I it was his it. ankle. Right. Okay. Yeah, he injured his left ankle, and uh, he came out of the game. Tried to play another. Uh, apparently, at the end of the second half, for Kyle Shanahan, he tried to go for another play, couldn't do it. Went into the locker room at halftime, got taked up. Trying to go again at the beginning of the third quarter couldn't do it. So I'm not really sure what's going on there either. Kyle Shanahan said they're kind of just waiting to find out. But you know that's that's obviously a big deal. And you can and you can tell when the 49ers like you could. You could there's a difference between a 49ers offense with Raheem Mostert and without it because you know he was running extremely well. His stat line isn't crazy. 17 carries for 65 yards, averaging 3.8 per carry. But anybody who watched that game know that knows that Raheem was having a pretty big impact.
3: He ran uh, hard, huh?
2: Right. Yeah, he yeah. was moving people out of the way. And he did that yeah. last week, too. You yeah. know, I think last week he averaged like nine yards a carry, and there were plenty of carries where he was just running people over. So, you know, hopefully that's not too bad. But, you know, you've got Jekwisky Tar, you've got Raheem Mostert, um, Trent Williams, the left tackle, came out of the game for a very short period of time. He got evaluated from a head injury. Um, a uh, Rams defensive lineman kind of came down and, and kinked his head to the side um, as Trent Williams was on the ground. So, But he came back into the game, seems to be okay. Uh, I know he's interviewing with media right now, so he should be okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to make sure that I haven't forgotten any other significant injuries. I don't think I did, uh, but if I did, I apologize. Like I said, we watched that game, and then we come on, and we hop right on here just to give our, our, uh, our reactions. Um, what else do I got on here? Uh, George Kittle obviously, you know, was – it's typical George Kittle self. Didn't have a perfect game, had some drops, but so did some other 49ers receivers. And that is kind of one thing that, you know, when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, completion percentage, and there were some drops mixed in there. Kendrick Bourne had one uh on third down. George Kittle had one on third down. Jimmy Garoppolo missed George Kittle at one point on early third down. Um But one thing you talked about, and I saw this on my Twitter too, Croc, What were you saying about the reactions to Kendrick Bourne Kind of on a weekly basis. I just think they're a
3: bit, like, a bit harsh. I, I don't want to say harsh, like, like you know, like, oh, guys, take it easy on him. But I'm just like, man, like, okay, yeah, he, he might drop a, a ball here and there. But, like, for who he is, and I think that's what people got to understand, right, he's the fourth option. He's the fourth option as a receiver. So, like, for the plays that he does make, you know, lead, heading into this game, he was the only receiver with a touchdown catch um you know so for the plays that he does make which you know early in the game we saw that right on back-to-back uh or on the same drive he had a you know 18-yard catch and a 25-yard catch and you know he'll like you likely give you one more catch um if that ends up being a drop it's it's like well it's kind of I kind of expect that type of output from him three to four catches on limited opportunities and you know it's like, yeah, there, there, there might be a drop here and there, but I think some of the responses that I was getting was like, oh, he always drops it when it matters most. And it's like, dude, that's not true. I saw him on you know third down. Most of his catches last year came on third downs, and it was either a first down or a touchdown on most of his targets. Um, multiple touchdowns caught on third down. Two big ones against the Saints. He scored two touchdowns that game. Both were uh, on third down. Um, big uh, third down touchdown catch uh, against the Minnesota Vikings in the divisional round playoff game. Big uh, third down catch twice where he bailed out Jimmy Garoppolo. One that was high and behind him over the middle. He made a great catch on third down. Another one was when the ball fluttered in the air and he made another catch on third down. So it's like I I get it in the sense of like sometimes, you know, you just kind of notice things that you want to notice or, you know, certain things stick out in your mind. But he's definitely like with who he is, he has done fairly well. He's, He's the fourth option. And I think he's good in that role. So. That's my little rant. I just think it's kind of like the responses I was getting, man. I mean, I got a ton of comments back. I wasn't expecting. It. I was just like, dang, big drop. Like, you got to catch that, KB. But, like, the comments I got, I was just like, whoa. Like, all right. Like, he has made some plays for the 49ers. So.
2: Well, and I think – I think, and this is in no way like a holier-than-thou approach at all. That's, that's – hopefully it doesn't come off like that. But I think the fact that both you and I coach – Crocker, like, that we look at those things a little differently. Like, obviously, if we had a player underneath us that dropped the ball like Kendrick Bourne dropped the ball, like, you don't just say, man, this guy fucking sucks, man. Why do they keep throwing the ball? Why do we keep throwing the ball to him? I, I You know, get him out of here. I, I, don't, I don't want to see him anymore. You know, he, he makes too many clutch. Like, you just... It's not even your mindset. Like obviously you take note and you have to consider it with whatever situations moving forward, but your first reaction is like, Okay, damn it, next play, like you know, whatever. It's just like I noticed that there's always a a player missing a play, you know, or, or making a bad play, sticks in fans' heads a lot longer than good plays. Because before this drop I and mean, yes, it was on third down and it did end the try. But before that drop, he had a 18 – I think it was on the drive before that. I can't remember, though. He had an 18-yard catch, and then on the very next play, he had like a 25-yard catch, and it's like, you know, oh, man, that's great. And then the very next drop, the one drop, and obviously, you know, you've got to do your job, but it just seems like real short memories depending on what's going on. You know, and, and it's – it's I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird. Um, But, I mean, he was – he had three targets, which is just as much as Brandon Ayuk had two catches, which is just as much as Brandon Ayuk. Um, but for about three times as many yards, didn't get that one, didn't get the score. Brandon Ayuk got that in the, you know, that short pass in the end zone. But you know, for a guy who's just kind of a complimentary piece of the offense, I think Kendrick Bourne does a good job of contributing uh, in a way that you would expect a, a player of his caliber to contribute. Um, could always be better, but that's kind of just the way it is with everybody. Yeah, and, I agree. I mean, it's Everybody could be better constantly, all the time. Kittle had uh, two drops in this game, both on third. Well, okay. One was a bad pass by Jimmy Garoppolo. Kittle kind of just turned and was waiting for the ball, and Jimmy's ball was off target, and Kittle had to, like, jump up and to the right and just barely got his hands on it. Could he have caught it? Sure, but it was a horrible throw. And then there was another much better throw where he had a defender trailing him, and Jimmy Garoppolo put it kind of, like, right out in front of him. A little low, but super catchable, like just plays that receivers or, you know, pass catchers make all the time. And he dropped that one and he even hopped up like, damn, kind of like that's on me type of deal. But, you know, since it's George Kittle, he just doesn't get destroyed for it because he makes other plays, you know, and it's, it's just interesting sometimes. Just interesting. Yep. What else we got going on here? Um, touchdown Dude, big scores. Win. Big win. Big it win. was. Because it that, was. that
3: was the most important thing, like. You know, I had a lot of people, you know, they're looking ahead on the, on the schedule and it's like, well, they got to play this team and they got to play this team and this team. And my thing is just being like, you know, and obviously we all have our moments of frustration last week. It was like, gosh, but I came back to earth and it's like, you know what, man, you just have to take it one game at a time. And that's why I said I was on um, ninety-five-seven the game and it was and they were asking me about it. And I'm like, one game at a time. So that one game was was the Rams. You had to take care of business there. And that was a big win. And now you travel across the country and you have to play the New England Patriots. And it's one game at a time. But, you know, you win that. Now you're four and three. And, you know, Jimmy's get healthier. The offense start clicking more. You know, now you'll start to, you know, kind of cook. Eventually, hopefully get, you know, Richard Sherman back. Um, you know, everything starts kind of coming together. But it, it's got to be one game at a time. And this was the start of that. I thought that was a really big win.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, because, uh, I mean, we've, we've said this quite a bit on the podcast, but the 49ers started their, you know, like we called it last season, their gauntlet with the Rams, and then they have the Patriots, who look very beatable. Um, you have the Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, Rams again, Bills, and then you get, you know, close out the season with the Cardinals and the Seahawks after, the, after Washington and Dallas. So, you know, it's they have a, a brutal six, five, six, seven game stretch right now. And, you know, losing that way to me, it's all about response and how you're going to respond to things when things obviously don't go your way. And a game couldn't have, have gone any worse for the 49ers than it did last week against the Miami Dolphins. They lost 17 to 43. So. And, you know, like we even talked about it on the pod throughout the week. Like, look, if the 49ers get blown out here, then these are going to start being some dark conversations. You know, there's, there's just no way to avoid it, you know, because then you're looking at, you know, not only two losses, three losses in a row, but then you're looking at the fact that the 49ers just aren't a good football team. Or, you know, if, if you get three losses like that in a row, that's just kind of the what, you know, a, 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 a reasonable assumption. But you know they went out and they just played an impressive brand of football. Um, they were they were super super physical that and that goes that's from the running backs to um, you know the wide receivers to the defense the corners um, even Jimmy Garoppolo went for a little scramble there and lowered his shoulder <laughs> yeah and, I, you know, and he I don't know what it was if that was a safety or a DB um or excuse me a corner. But, I mean, he lowers his shoulder. He met, He didn't get the first down, but he met that guy in the middle, and, and neither guy gave. So, I mean, that was even that was something. You know, it just seemed like the 49ers were in the right state of mind. You know what I mean? They were in the right state of mind to come out, and they they clearly were not feeling sorry for themselves. They were not – they didn't lack energy. I was laughing my ass off because at one point the 49ers defense got the Rams to, to commit a false start. And somebody on the 49ers defense, because there's no fans, you can just hear everything. One of them just started laughing, like, in this super high-pitched laugh that almost sounded like a witch, you know. And I don't, I don't want to do it in the mic because it would be not an enjoyable sound. <laughs> but I just started laughing to myself because of, of the way it sounded and, and how funny it was. And so, you know, the 49ers in, were in that game, and, and they just had, seemed like they had good vibes, you know, and they had good – good chemistry and they were just ready to shut a lot of people up. And I tweeted this out. I don't think anybody shut anybody up more than than Kyle Shanahan. Just cuz like, you know, the, the some of the decisions he made and some of the the way the team played against the Dolphins, there was you just couldn't help but kind of judge him a little bit. But this win, especially when you look at Jimmy Garoppolo's passing chart and how, you know, this was all, you know, Kyle Shanahan saying, "Look, we got Aaron Donald chilling in there. The offensive line isn't playing great. My quarterback's slightly hurt, and he hasn't been playing great. I'm not going to be able to just sling the ball down the field, so I need to find a way to create yards myself with scheme and 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 figure it out and and keep drives going. And I felt like he did just that. If you look at the team to team the team statistics, let me get this here: the 49ers." averaged they, they the averages per play actually ended up evening out that wasn't the case up until that last drive where they where the rams moved all the way down the field kind of in garbage time but as far as time of possession goes the 49ers had the ball for thirty seven and fifty five thirty seven minutes and fifty five seconds compared to the rams twenty two like that in football in the football world is crazy
3: Th- that was kind of like the Last week, I want to say the Dolphins had the ball for
2: something close to that, right? I think it was the almost the exact same thing, but flipped. I could. No, yeah. Oh, wait. Right. No. No. Hold on. About me, thirty-six gonna,
3: minutes. I want to say right.
2: Yes. Yeah. Miami had the ball. Miami had the ball for thirty-six minutes and fifty-three seconds. So essentially thirty-seven minutes, and the 49ers had the ball for twenty-three minutes. So an exact mirror of what the 49ers just did to the to the rams a little bit you know not not quite as many points for for obvious reasons but you know to me it was just a great game plan for Kyle Shanahan it was great execution by the players uh, they were able to keep Jared Goff off the field they were you know even when he was on the field he only completed 50% of his passes um and again just there there are definitely players that Crocker and I want to want to kind of talk about right now and a little bit more in specific but we want to save that for tomorrow because we're going to break right. things down, you know, a bit more in particular. I'm trying to just glancing over my notes, seeing if there's anything we. Garoppolo gaining a little bit of confidence, yeah. Fred Warner, you know, these are these are more like player notes, though. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to get too into it. But you know, the 49ers move to three and three. Um, they're going to travel next week to face the Patriots, a team that just lost and looked pretty uninspiring. Against, um, yeah, with, I
3: watched a lot of that game too. That was a game where you know, you get uh, you get Cam Newton back, and you're thinking, like, oh, okay, like,
2: you know, they look we're gonna really roll. Bad.
3: yeah, they look really bad with with uh, uh, the former 49er quarterback. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name, but
2: uh, Hoyer, you know.
3: yeah, Brian Hoyer. And you know, oh, we get Cam back from COVID, list. you know, everything's gonna be fine, and it wasn't like. Cam looked really rusty, um missed a lot, made a couple plays with his legs, but for the most part, I mean for most of that game, the Patriots offense was shitty. <laughs> so, you know, obviously they have a, you know, they have a good defense, but yeah, that, it, it wasn't something where you kind of go into the game like, oh, I'm, oh man, those, those Patriots like, you know, obviously you know they're going to be a very well-coached up team, but it's not like necessarily like super scary, you know, 49ers just have to kind of do they did today.
2: Right. And then, you know, uh, the, the, to not to, I don't know, lessen the dramatic impact of the 49ers' tough schedule, because no matter how you look at it, it's a very tough schedule. But the Green Bay Packers just got absolutely stomped today, and the New Orleans Saints haven't looked great either. So, you know, if the 49ers can just play how they just played against the Rams, they can come out of this stretch with a winning record and be in a position. Dude, if they can beat the rams twice then they then they have positioned themselves and maybe split with the cardinals then they can they have they can position themselves to be maybe squeak into the playoffs here obviously they could just light it up the ford this could be the beginning of the 49ers finding their 2019 form and they just beat all these teams you know maybe right. lose like one or two sure that i mean that's an option but i'm just i'm trying to be realistic kind of just in the way i see this team right now but I'm just impressed man. I'm impressed with the way they played today I was you know
3: that was good that it, was a good start that was a good start to this uh, little little run of some playoff teams.
2: I know I know it was nice it was nice I'm trying to mis- make sure I don't forget anything for you guys but I think we got it I think we're good again reaction episode very broad very very large scope tomorrow we have to keep you guys hanging a little bit you know what I mean like we have to we have to bring you guys back you have to come back for the for the more detailed information. Tomorrow we should have you guys with some, you know, some more information regarding the 49ers injury, Raheem Mostert, Quisky Tart. Um we'll break down the performances on much more of a player to player basis. We'll break down our winners and losers and anything else that stood out. We'll get after it tomorrow. Um and uh and you know we'll we I'm I'm just glad that we have something positive to talk to you guys about. You don't have to you don't have to get hit with the uh the losing podcasts 3 weeks in a row that would be yeah. unfortunate y'all don't deserve that i'm trying to think about anything you tweeted about today crocker you got any last minute uh, any thoughts any closing closing statements before we uh, we send it out
3: No, i think that's good man i think that's good
2: okay well 49ers fans enjoy your like i said you should be listening to this on monday morning enjoy your monday knowing that your 49ers went out and made it happen Uh, last night against a very, very, very good Los Angeles Rams team. And hopefully this is the beginning of great things. The team, uh, you know, things may be looking up for the 49ers as they uh, they gain some confidence and look to get back to uh, to 2019 form. But for us, we're always in 2019 form, baby. No, 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 nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. All right, guys. Well, that's it for, for for another night. Again, we'll be back on here tomorrow, breaking down that game even in more detail. So make sure you check back in. Uh, it is striking gold. Signing out.
0: Peace.
2: The wait is finally over. Football's back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals, team, player, coaching prompts, BetOnline is going to give you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word,